0: Welcome back to The Magic Mindset. Today, we are once again going to touch on diets, specifically how to break the change that they keep us in. This is something that I've already talked a lot about here, only 10 podcasts in, and this is something that I will continue to talk a lot about here because it is by far one of the things I am most passionately about, and that is the idea that we do not need to put ourselves in a cage of other people's rules, specifically when it comes to how we treat, how we interact with, and how we nourish our bodies. But on the other side of that coin, I know that many of us want to make changes to how we treat and interact with our physical bodies. And unfortunately, there isn't a lot of information out there for folks like us caught in the middle, folks who understand, okay, I I know I want to honor my body. I know I want to do right by myself. I know I want to add behaviors that add health to my life. And I also know I don't want to do any diets. I know that focusing solely on weight loss is not going to be to my benefit. So what do I do? How do I combine these two things? How do I honor my physical being in a way that doesn't trigger me back into that old diet-based mindset? So that is what we are going to talk about today. Because I feel most of us, at least you listening, you're clear on the idea that you're over dieting. You understand intuitively and logically that dieting in the past has done you zero favors, right? Whatever weight lost, came back often with a vengeance. And the even more unfortunate thing about diets and cleanses and protocols, because believe me, they are one and the same, is that any health-affirming behaviors we may have picked up from those diets, cleanses, and protocols – Also did us no favors because when we do them now, they trigger us back into that restrictive diet based headspace, which is trash, right? It is complete trash because things like meal prep, things like adding more vegetables to our plate, prioritizing protein, making sure we're getting enough water, things that are just general good health rules. Well, diets took those and they made them their own. And so now when we start doing those things, it is not uncommon for us to feel and question, oh my, am I doing the right thing? Am I being too restrictive? Or for us to feel those, you know, kind of bully type voices, voices that tell us we're not doing enough or we should be doing more. And so I want to explore how do we break those chains, right? How do we free ourselves from the diet-based bullshit while still allowing ourselves to Examine how we treat our body. Examine if the behaviors that we currently have are adding to our life or if they're keeping us stuck. And understanding that having physical related goals is fine right nobody absolutely nobody has the right to tell you what to do with your body you alone know how your body can best feel and so I will never be the type of coach who says that wanting to lose weight is wrong I will never ever say that to anybody but I will push back on that goal and say well why Why do you want to lose weight? What is the end goal? What do you want to feel like? What do you think that will give you? In understanding that deeper why, that can help clear up a lot of things. To understand how to break free from diets, we need to understand fully what a diet really is. Currently, the anti-diet movement is huge, which is wonderful. But it's also confusing as fuck because now we have all these lifestyles, cleanses, protocols, gurus, All these things that are clearly diets, claiming they are not. And unfortunately, some of us are believing that bullshit. I certainly, for a large part of the last you know, five years, believed some of that bullshit. And I am very thankful to now, in the last two to three years, be coming out of that haze. So basically, in short, if something is asking you to monitor your food intake on a level that is causing you stress, then you are on a diet. Unequivocally, that is a diet. So things like counting calories, counting macros, counting and watching your carbs, they are diets, which by default makes so-called lifestyle programs such as Weight Watchers or now WW, whatever they're calling themselves now, and the new thing, Noom, very, very much a diet. And of course, there's nuance here. And, And this is why I wanted to start the podcast because there are always situations that are going to contradict themselves, and I would be remiss not to point them out. So while I firmly believe that things like Weight Watchers and Noom are trash because they're giving blanket advice just across populations, they're underfeeding, they are depriving women all over the globe, they are definitely something I would highly suggest you stay very, very, very far away from. But I can also acknowledge the fact that things like tracking your calories, that can be something that can be to your benefit for a short period of time. Because the unfortunate truth is some of us have no idea what a portion size looks like. And I'm sure when I said that, your mind immediately went to like a super-sized bowl of cereal, right? Or a huge serving of pasta. And you're like, oh my gosh, Heather, you're right. We don't know what serving size looks like. But you guys, That goes in reverse, too. Some of us have no idea how much of something we should be eating. It never ceases to amaze me when I ask a woman to show me what five ounces of protein looks like. The... Super, super, super small size that she shows me. Like we are not aware of how much we need to be eating. And so understanding what portions look like and what the macronutrient and caloric makeup of those portions are can absolutely to your, be to your benefit. I will absolutely admit I was a diligent and strict calorie counter for way, like way, way, way way, 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 out a thousand more ways, <laughs> way too many years. If I would have stopped that after six weeks, I could have learned everything I needed to learn because after six weeks, I knew, okay, this is what five ounces of chicken breast looks like. This is what six ounces of salmon looks like. This is how I know I am getting in enough protein to nourish my body. This is what a cup of carbohydrates look like. Again, not because I need to restrict myself, but I need to nourish myself. And so, yes, absolutely. There can absolutely be a place for calorie counting. And that information can be useful information to help you get, from point A to point B. The problem becomes is when we use that tool, because that's what calorie counting or macronutrient counting is, it's a tool. When we use that tool and we turn it into a crutch, right? When we use it as something that we need to do always to make ourselves feel in control of what we are putting into our bodies and on our plates. That is, That is when calorie counting and using macronutrients becomes a huge, 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 huge problem. And of course, there's also this new world that we're living in, right? The world where anybody with a six-pack can be an Instagram online coach. And look, here's the thing, guys. No shade, right? What am I doing? I am constantly you know putting my stuff out there on Instagram. I am constantly trying to make my presence more known. I that's why I ask for you all to write reviews for this podcast, right? Like I love the DMs I get. I love the texts I get from you all saying, "Oh my gosh, I'm I'm loving this." It means the world to me. But I'm also make you know, no apologies for also asking you to leave a, a review here because that's what gets this podcast seen, right? So I understand the game and I'm not throwing shade to these people. But the problem is, is people with absolutely zero qualifications other than their genetics, because that's what it is most of the time. They just genetically are thin people with a six pack. They start selling you, me, everybody, your friend programs, right? They start saying, okay, here, here is your meal plan. That's not cool. That is not cool for a thousand reasons. The main one being the only person who can legally and ethically give you a meal plan that includes caloric breakdowns and macronutrient-type goals is a registered dietitian. And y'all, the Instagram coach selling her six-week challenge? She ain't a registered dietitian, and so we're running into pro- problems because we're having people giving cookie cutter advice to you know other people. They have no history of your background. They don't know what your macronutrient needs are. They don't know what your sleep schedule is like, what your stress is like, how much brain power you're using the day, what your basal metabolic rate is. There are so many variables at play when it comes to prescribing caloric goals that make. Taking advice from strangers on the internet, hugely, hugely, hugely problematic. And so circling back around, getting back to my original point, is tracking calories a, a bad thing? Is knowing portion sizes a bad thing? No, no, absolutely not. That can be a huge thing. That can be a game changer when you understand that what you think is a serving of granola is really five. And so what you think you're eating for breakfast every morning, it was, you know, you think you're eating 300 calories, you're really taking in 900 of processed sugars. Like knowing that, is that important information to have? You bet your ass it is. I will never say different. However, it is when we need to get out the measuring cup every single time we eat That is a type of control that is hugely detrimental to our overall health. And so absolutely, anytime you are doing something like that for a long period of time, you are dieting. And I'm going to get off this subject in a minute, but I want to throw in one more piece of a nuance. If you are somebody who has calorie counted, macro counted, portion size controlled, any of those things in the past, you should not need to go back there. You did that. You learned the tools. You know what approach... uh, uh, A portion, excuse me, a portion size looks like. You know what four ounces of protein looks like. You know what five ounces of protein looks like. You know what an ounce of cheese looks like. You know that a cereal bowl is supposed to look a certain way. And so when you hear that voice saying, okay, Heather, you have to clean it up a little bit. Time to reel it in. Better get out your food scale again. Mm -mm. That's bullshit. That's bullshit. Call your bullshit right there. Go to a mirror. Look yourself dead in the eyes and say, not today, Heather. I am not prescribing to that bullshit. I don't do that anymore. I no longer need to monitor myself. I have all the tools I need because I have done this in my past. So I'm going to take the information I learned and I'm going to actually put it to good use, which will allow you to elevate out of the diet-based mindset. So let's move on. Let's move on to these other diet-based behaviors that tell you they're not diet-based behaviors. I am not even going to touch on keto because it's a fucking joke. (laughs) If you genuinely believe that removing most of the vegetables from your plate, drastically limiting and reducing your fruits, avoiding almost all carbohydrates at all costs, and eating cream cheese, peanut butter, etheritol fat bombs is a good thing, then I can't help you. And I mean that in the kindest way possible. You, unfortunately, need to learn the hard way that you are doing your body absolutely no good by following that restrictive bullshit, right? You need to learn that the hard way. And so keto, it has its place. And guess what their place is? It's for epileptic children, which was how keto was discovered and designed to help treat epilepsy. Caesars, (laughs) Caesar, Caesars Caesars, <laughs> not Caesars, seizures in children. And then Sally the soccer mom somehow found out that eating in that manner also caused weight loss. And then it became the latest diet craze. Y'all, we used to sell tapeworms to mothers at home. Okay. Tapeworms was a prescribed way to lose diet that also came out of the medical field. Is that a good thing? Hell no. Hell, hell, hell no. We do not need to look that far back in our history to see that doing things chasing only weight loss is going to be to our detriment. Keto is absolutely one of those times. But what about paleo, right? Paleo is a bit more nuanced because, like, you know, something like calorie counting, it can have its place. Is being aware of what you are putting into your body a bad thing? No, absolutely not. It is a wonderful thing. It is an empowering thing. I implore all of you to not look at the calorie content, to not look at the fat content, because that label is bullshit, but that's a whole other different podcast, but to look at the ingredients. Absolutely, you should know what you're putting into your body, but... Not for why you think. Yes, it is important to understand, you know, all those chemicals and all of those things. And I will be the first to admit, I can get crunchy as hell, right? Like, I buy organic meat. I, I try to, I do my best with those things. But I also eat Cheez-Its. Like, it's going out of style. Like, and I have no shame about that. Like, both can exist and live happily together. And I also want you looking your labels because most things that we see that say, you know, 100% organic, all natural, like gluten-free, You look at that label and you realize a gummy bear is still a fucking gummy bear, right? Like, uh, great that it doesn't have any red dye in it. That's wonderful. But it's still a gummy bear. And so sometimes you should be looking at the ingredients just to know you're not paying for marketing bullshit. And so being mindful of ingredients, which is something that paleo is very much based around, yes, that is absolutely a good thing. But just like calorie counting, macro counting, when we allow That box, that clean eating box, which is such a bullshit term. What is clean eating, right? What is it? Am I chasing my my dinner with Windex? Is that making it clean? Like that is just... Again, marketing, diet-based terms that we need to throw out and move away from. But being mindful of ingredients, that is always going to be to your benefit. The problem is, is when we become overly mindful of ingredients and we tell ourselves that we can only eat certain things. That is absolutely a diet. So basically, if you are doing something like keto or paleo, anything with a name, (laughs) like if you feel the way, the need to name what you are doing, you are dieting. And then there's one more thing to talk about, something that, you know, is near and dear to my heart, and that is protocols, protocols that tell you they are not diets. But again, they are very much a diet. And now while these things may not have been designed to be a diet, right, they were designed to help people maybe figure out some food intolerances, they are used by people as a diet ninety nine point nine 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 percent of the time. I know that for a fact, right? That's why I use them. That is why many people that I help do them, unfortunately, use them. It was a way to restrict and deprive ourselves searching for an outcome, which is the definition of a diet. If you are someone who truly believes that you have a dairy, for say, a dairy intolerance. Should you remove dairy from your diet and see if you feel better? Absolutely. You absolutely should. But does that mean you also need to remove gluten, legumes, sugar, and joy from your plate, too? No. What does it have to do with you thinking you don't tolerate dairy well? Like, that makes zero sense. The same thing with gluten. If you feel you may be gluten sensitive, should you remove gluten from your diet and see if you feel better for a period of time? Yes, absolutely. But do you need to take everything else off your plate with it? Um, fuck no. That is just going to confuse you. And furthermore, the problem with doing things like this is we very rarely learn, you know, the benefits that we could from doing these types of things, which is the benefit of meal prepping, the benefit of looking at food labels, the benefit of cooking more at home, like all those things that can be hugely beneficial to our overall health, that gets lost. That gets lost in the stress of trying to stay in that incredibly restrictive and small program, right? Like so we lose all those benefits and then what happens? What happens on day, you know, 22 when we're done with the 21-day sugar class or day 30 when we're done with the whole 30 or I'm sorry, on day 31 when we're done with it, what do we do? Well, almost all of us, especially the first time, we eat everything that we removed, right? Which they makes what we just did a diet. We did not figure out any food intolerances, we just figured out how to deprive ourselves for a period of time, and then how to binge after. So basically, we, you know, grease the groove, we make that channel even stronger, we tell ourselves, I deprive myself, and then I binge, I deprive myself, and then I binge, and then we also let that become kind of a part of our mindset, oh my gosh, I can't do anything, because even when I did this, then I still fail, and we allowed that to fuck with us, and it's just, mm mm-mm, I'm not here for it. I'm not here for it at all. And so really all of that to say, to kind of put all the last three in a box is diets are everywhere. Diets are lurking everywhere. Even when they tell you they're not a diet, chances are they are. And even if they genuinely are not a diet, most of us are using that. As a diet, we are turning them into a diet, which puts them right back in the same category. So, what do you do when you acknowledge, I want to feel better, right? I want to feel better. I do not want to keep repeating the same cycle over and over and over. I am so sick of this diet based bullshit. I cannot stand it anymore. But I also know I need to change the way I eat. What do you do? What do you do in that situation? It's really simple, and it's also scary as hell. (laughs) Get ready. Open your ears up wide. You allow and you add. You allow for all foods at all times. You give yourself full permission to eat anything at any time. And believe me, I know how scary that sounds. That is why I built an entire program. That is why I have 19 hours of information on this topic. It's why I put that in the magic mindset because I know unequivocally how absolutely terrifying it can be to eat. I know what that's like. I know what it's like to be stuck in the binge restrict cycle. I know what it's like to be stuck in the cycle of I need to do more. I need to do more. I need to clean it up. I need to. If I could only lose five pounds, if I could only lose 10 pounds or, oh my God, I've gone so far astray. I need to lose all, you know, and it just feels insurmountable. I know what that feels like. That's why I built this program, to help you. So again, if stop being stuck in this cycle is something you struggle with, I implore you, check out the magic mindset because it will help you heal in the most amazing way. But getting back to you know the topic at hand, allowing and adding, the truth is, as long as you allow foods to be off limits to you, it has power to you. The more you tell yourself that you cannot have something, the more you are going to desire it right? When you fully allow all things, as scary as that may be, to allow yourself to eat the things that you found yourself constantly binging on. If you all listen to the self-sabotage episode, you know what I'm talking about. We've already covered this. It's me and Cheez-Its, right? When I allowed myself to finally start eating them, I realized two things. One, they're not that fucking good. It's a $3 box of crackers that I was giving way too much power to, and two, you know, furthering that along, I don't want to eat a whole fucking box of them. That doesn't feel good, but I needed to allow myself to actually have them and sit with them. That changed everything, and again, I know how scary that is. That's why That's why I made that program, so in addition to you allowing, you have to be willing to add, right? You have to be willing to add. Add Foods to your plate. You need to be willing to eat big, huge, beautiful, beautiful breakfast meals, which is something very few of us do. We eat like birds in the morning and then we get mad at ourselves for binging at night. Like, hello obviously the two are correlated like we eat a little tiny salad for lunch i'm just gonna have a salad a can of tuna i'm gonna have a salad and a chicken breast a little sprinkle of cheese on the side and i'll dip my fork into my dressing so i don't have too much and then we come home and we eat everything in our fucking cupboard and we wonder what happened um again you don't think the two are correlated like of course they're correlated we need to allow ourselves to eat eating is the fundamental and most overlooked step in healing our relationship with food. But then it gets confusing because in addition to making sure we are eating all the things that we have deemed off limits, we also need to make sure that we're nourishing ourselves, which means we need to eat vegetables, right? We need to eat vegetables. We need to eat animal protein. And this is coming from a former vegetarian. I was somebody who did not eat meat for a long period of time. I can tell you I've done a lot a lot too much research on this topic, and I have my own anecdotal evidence from my own self-experience of eating meat, not eating meat, eating meat again, and, and kind of seeing how I felt, I can tell you, the research and you know my humble opinion... Eating meat is very much to your benefit. Eating animal protein is very much to your benefit. In those two things, eating ample amounts of vegetables and eating ample amounts of meat, along with allowing ourselves to eat all the things that we have deemed off limits, they feel in direct contradiction to each other, which fucks our mind all back up again. And we don't, we don't know how to do that. We don't know how to let things live happily together, which is obviously the main goal. Again, I have to pl- I have to plug my program because that's what that's what it is. It is literally allowing you to have your cake and eat it too, I'm helping you realize you can have whatever you want, whenever you want it, and feel amazing. That is your fundamental right as a human being. You deserve to feel amazing because you were born. Like claim that shit. That is yours to have, and and that is so paramount to moving beyond the diet structures. We need to allow ourselves to eat food while also being completely aware that we need to nourish ourselves. It's our responsibility to take care of ourselves. And so obviously, if we're just allowing ourselves to eat, 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 and eat, that's not self-care. That is not. That's binging, right? That, That is eating in a way that is not serving our body. But if we're on the other end of the extreme and saying, oh, I'm just nourishing myself. I'm eating so clean, so good, so paleo, whatever you want to call it. That's not nourishing yourself either, right? If you're taking out gluten from your diet because some influencer says it bad, you're not taking care of yourself. You're an asshole. Like, there's a difference there. You're eating like an asshole in that situation. You are not being good. That does not exist. And so, you know, getting back to the point I had, how do we... Get out of this vicious diet cycle. How do we stop being stuck in diet-based behaviors, diet-based mindsets? How do we stop binging? How do we stop feeling like we need to start start something new every single sun or Monday? Every Monday morning we wake up feeling like we need to start over again. You allow, you add. And then the final piece, something that if you have worked with me in the past in any of my programs, you know what I'm going to say right here. It is something if you purchase the Magic Mindset program, this is something that is drilled over and over and over again because it is a crucial game changer. And that is the concept of the pause. You allow yourself to pause and check in with yourself and ask what you need. What do I need in this moment that will allow me to feel my best? And then you listen. And make no mistake, you guys, I I love you, so I'm going to tell you the truth. This is hard (laughs) at first. It is. So hard to sit and ask yourself, what do I need? Because in the beginning, our voices are so convoluted. We have so many things swirling around in our heads. Should I be listening to this voice that's telling me, oh my God, fat ass, you ate too much already. You definitely can't have that pizza. Or should I be listening to the voice that says, you need to allow, you need to let yourself experience this food. You need to let things go on your plate. Or do I listen to the voice that says, you need to have a salad. Do I, like? It's so confusing at first, but it doesn't have to be. And the more we do it, the easier that is. And the easier this concept comes to us. And basically, the pause is your ultimate bullshit caller because the pause allows you to check in with yourself, to check in with your highest self. If you haven't listened to that episode, go back, <laughs> go back and read it. And I just wrote up a blog post about it. So you can find that on my website as well if you don't feel like listening and you just want to kind of read the quick gist of it. Um, but the pause allows your higher self Space to answer, right? It gives yourself space to answer, time to say, okay, this is what I need. This is what I need in this moment. And basically what that does is it allows you to separate your beautiful, infinite internal knowledge from the diet-based bullshit that we've been conditioned to pick up. And when you pause, you can pause in any situation. You can pause when you found yourself already overindulging. Okay, what do I need now? I don't feel that good. We all recognize what that feels like in those moments. I don't feel that good right now. What do I need? Pause. Listen. Your body's going to tell you. And the more you ask, the more your body will tell you. When you wake up in the morning, instead of stepping on the scale, because, again, made a podcast about that one too, stepping on the scale is a fucking trash way to start your day. Ask yourself. Have the courage to ask yourself, how do I feel? and then pause listen listen for the response your body is going to tell you exactly what it needs in that moment <music> lastly and i say lastly in in terms of this podcast right because this is absolutely not the last thing there is so much more on this topic that i wish we had time to dig in deeper to again why so I have magic mindset, so I could have the time and the space and the platform to really, really dig in to everything that needs to be examined when it comes to ending this, this vicious cycle that is the diet cycle. But one of the other hugely important things, and it's something that all of us unfortunately do over and over, it's something I've done over and over, that is by far hugely detrimental in, health, in keeping us stuck in this diet cycle, and that is we are aiming to fix we constantly aim to fix. We constantly aim to undo. We tell ourselves every morning when we wake up after eating a little too much the night before, we say, "Okay, I need to do cardio. I need to I have only salads. We try to fix that behavior, right? We try to fix the binge. We try to fix it with another diet, with another cleanse, with another protocol. When do you want to do these things? You want to do diets, cleanses, protocols, fasting, whatever the bullshit may be. You want to do it after you've felt overindulgent, right? Y'all, it's not, those are not going to save you. Those are what is keeping you stuck in your bullshit. What we need to do in that moment, in the moment after the binge, in the moment after the overindulgence, in the moment after the vacation, in the moment after you just hear those ugly diet-based voices talking to you, what you need to do is stop, you need to pause, and you need to learn how to listen to yourself. Because the truth is, as The longer you allow yourself to listen to advice and rules and restrictions and protocols and all that shit outside of yourself, all you're doing is furthering your bullshit. All you are doing is telling your internal wisdom, telling your goddess-born energy I cannot be trusted. (laughs) You are telling your higher self, nope, your opinion does not matter. I'm going to go listen to this influencer. I'm going to listen to this person who wrote this protocol. I am going to listen to this person with a six pack. I am not going to listen to myself. And that is a trash fucking way to live. And again, why am I so passionate about food? Because you can't tell me how you interact with your physical being has direct correlations with how you interact with the rest of the world, right? If you do not trust yourself to feed yourself, what else do you not trust yourself to do? We could go on and on and on there, and maybe we will. Maybe that's what we'll talk about next week. So in short, aiming to fix is keeping you fucked. Just That is keeping you stuck in your bullshit. Every time you tell yourself, I need to fix something, what you're doing is further harming yourself and you're further keeping yourself in that cycle. So what do you do in that moment instead? You check in with yourself. You don't say, I need to fix this. You close your eyes. You allow yourself to get quiet. Place your hand on your heart. Place your hand on your belly. Close your eyes. Take a deep breath and just say, what do I need What do I need in this moment that is going to help me feel better? And what can I do for the continuation of this day or the upcoming weeks that will allow me to feel better and get quiet? And I bet you anything. The more you do that, the louder that answer is going to be to you. But even when your very first time, the first time you have the courage to just sit with yourself and ask yourself what you need, you're going to hear a voice. And that voice will guide you to exactly where you need to go. I hope this helped. You know where to find me. If you have any questions, if you want to expand upon anything we talked about, hit me up in my DMs. I would love to chat about this. As always, I would be honored if you would take just a couple seconds and rate and review this podcast. Share it with your friends if you think it would be of service to them. And I will see you back next week.